We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, Shriners, Children's, Open, DraftKings Picks, and Preview if you want to get the best stats and the best tools in the game, on the planet, in the galaxy. Well, friends, you need to go to FantasyNational.com. You go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo, you get yourself 20% off. You know, no one's telling you who to pick on the site, but you can see all of the stats, build your own model, see the ownership projections, and check out the simulator. It's awesome stuff. I also highly recommend you subscribe to the Mayo Media Newsletter. That's free in the description. If you want to get a hot link to the DraftKings cheat sheet, the betting cheat sheet, it will all be in there out on Tuesday evening. So it's free to do. You might as well go do it right now. Thank you for doing that. It's a nice tournament here in Vegas. A lot of guys are out. The strongest field we're probably going to see for the rest of the season. So we had to bring in the the primetime guest to break this all down. And he will tell you to play Aaron Wise and Emiliano Grillo this week. It is Ben Raza. What's up? What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm excited. This is probably uh, the Super Bowl of the swing season. We got a good event. You only have to, as you mentioned, we already got two guys locked in. So we're just talking about four golfers today, and that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, just the easiest game in the world. Have some guys make some putts for once in their lives, and we'll print all the money. We did have a viewer, T-Fed. He came second in the big, whatever, the $10 or the $15 last week. 140 k That's pretty good, I hear. Although, had Cameron Tringali parred or bettered 18, he would have won 100 k So that's... I mean, you. I've never been in that situation before. The only time that I've ever really competed for big money, everything broke my way, and Kadira won, and Si Wu didn't win. But you've been in this situation a, a bunch of times. Like, how devastating is it to go from like a hundred k to forty k? Yeah, it it. Listen, when people hear it, they're just like, "What is wrong with you?" You know, it feels awful. It feels like you've lost. It's a terrible feeling slowly you realize what actually happened and expectations level out but at the time it really does hurt uh i've had some you know very late sweats that didn't make you know break my way and it still turned out fantastic in the grand scheme of things but that does really suck in the moment and and certainly for people like in the milli when it changes 
like that. I can't even imagine losing that late. That would really be bad. Yeah, it's horrible stuff. But enjoy the forty thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean you're. That's already, a nice consolation prize. It, it's not bad. Uh, and uh, listen, TFED's already a member at FantasyNational.com, so I don't need to resell them on that. But congratulations once again. We'd love to see the big wins here. I won my money back betting with Henrik Norlander because he came in fourth. Cash that each way for me. Feinberg hit Willett overseas at hundred to one. That's pretty good. You say that Trey Mullenix bailed you out? He did. He had a good Sunday uh, and really just honestly a, a pretty solid tournament. I needed him to play well. He did. Matthias Schwab on the DFS side of things really, really hurt me. That cut going to minus five last week was uh, not ideal. No, it was less. I had him too, right on the number. A lot of people had Patrick Rogers. Obviously, I didn't, but he also finished in the shithole at minus four. It was nice because we finally have all of our TVs set up at mmn hq so we can watch all the football games at once but once the late set of games comes down just checked on the shriners it was nice to like watch golf again and i was actually kind of sweating that a little bit not that i had any runners because norlander was done he finished up early had a terrible saturday uh just kind of like matthew wolf who i needed to go really low at some point and he didn't do that i think he was really low on saturday but he had made a bogey on a par five it's like man just birdie that like everyone else does and all of a sudden you're tied for the lead and just it was such a momentum killer but watching t gala melt down on the back was like oh my god like it, it felt and it's funny because i laughed him off last week like the only reason people play this guy is because his name is t gala it sounds like fun he's probably some scrub turns out he wasn't turns out he was actually quite good but then he put one in the drink on the par five and then he missed a, like a short three foot putt and that was the end of him sam burns mind you i didn't play any sam burns last week i saw people cash a few sam burns tickets but even i feel like even if i knew what the result was ben there was no way that you were ever going to catch me betting sam burns at 16 to 1 in any tournament now maybe i'm wrong and he's like elite but just that that is never going to be something i do Talked about that on my Wednesday show over at Osimo. I just, that number was a complete throwaway for me. He really wasn't on my DFS radar, to be honest. So uh, that made things a little difficult. And then Nick Watney, who I, I love Nick Watney in life, but he also was not on the radar for me. So that, again, the top of the board was littered with guys I did not have. Yeah, Nick Watney popped in the Fantasy National model last week, and I was going through it on the show and with axis and just basically like yeah yeah sorry fantasy national like uh, i'm not doing that that seems like a terrible idea didn't realize he was going to gain 10 strokes putting had i have known that i probably would have played him yeah i mean nick i haven't played nick watney in uh seven he years was like yeah pre-covid style um when bud caught like i feel like him and bud Coley i used to play every week and now bud Coley's not even around and nick watney's not on the radar these days I had my guy Nick Hardy in a bunch of lineups, and I was really excited to play like him again guy. this week, and he's not in the field. So maybe he'll qualify and get put in. I have no idea how that works. Just, But basically, my entire week was Norlander. I'm looking at the top 10 right now. Like I played Siwoo, and I played Norlander, and I think those were the only two guys that I had in lineups that finished inside the top 10. Didn't have much Hayden Buckley. I'll tell you that much. No, Cameron Young didn't make the, the cut for you. No, no, he didn't get that. I like Cameron Young, though. I played him at the U.S. Open this year, but uh, no, no, that didn't do it. Yeah. My, one of my old favorites uh, from back in the day as a first-round leader bet, Seth Reeves, the man of steel. He bombs it off the tee, by the way. Uh, Yeah, that's a guy. I remember seeing his name at one point, but it's been a while. Got some of these guys, it's been so long now. It's like they, I, these guys are guys who we used to play. They got kicked off the tour and now they're back. It's kind of crazy. Hopefully they're all as good as like Lonto and Carlos Ortiz, who I used to play and they were terrible, got sent back down to Corn Ferry. Then they came back and they were great. So hopefully, I mean, there's a bunch of them out here. And then there's, yeah, like, and there's still like legit creative players in the field. Like I could not, you could give me a million guesses, like lineup five people in a lineup and be like that's grant hirschman i couldn't tell you you give me a million guesses i would never get it yeah see i didn't even he didn't even cross my uh, eyesight at any time so there's definitely some some newcomers uh but this week i mean honestly this resembles more of like a, a pretty legitimate field 
uh, not a swing season event per se. Yeah, we'll get better fields at the CJ Cup and the Zozo, but those are no cut events, so they're not any fun. This one's an actual cut event. We got 156 players in the field. It's yeah. at TPC Summerlin in Vegas. I guess guys just want to get to Vegas early because I think CJ Cup is next week. That's par 71, yep. 7,255 yards. There's a par four that you can drive. Eagles are made on this course. Smiley Kaufman won this tournament back in the day, so it's a lot of fun. It's been a nice breakthrough spot uh, for a lot of young players or like super old players who were once good. I think, was it Super Nintendo Chalmers who won here? I think it was. No, it was Rod Pampling, won in 2016. Obviously, Party Marty Laird out-dueled my guy, Matthew Wolf, who I had a big bet on in a playoff last year. So he won. And then Na won the year before that. He was a UNLV guy. But then you have, like, Bryson, Cantley, Smiley Kaufman, like, young guys who we think are going to be good. This ends up being their breakout tournament. Yeah, and, you know, this is a tournament. We've seen this course a bunch different type of field you know you, you get some of those guys these newcomers with a lot of talent or guys looking who are on the cusp so I, I like that I mean I think there's going to be some names this week that fit that criteria of guys that are on the cusp that we know we're going to win maybe this is their breakthrough there are six players above ten thousand dollars this week on DraftKings Brooks Gapka is the most expensive the only one above eleven thousand dollars at eleven one Sam Burns 10-9 in this field Fun times. He opened it 18 to 1 in some places, 25 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. But I looked at that. I was like, man, he's the same odds as last week against 20 times a better field. That's kind of crazy. Although his tee to green was outstanding a week ago. Hovland, Answer, Webb Simpson, and Will Zalatoris, who was 22 to 1 at $10,100. I feel like you could skip this range if you wanted to. I'm not saying that you need to or I'm going to, but there's in my mind, better players in the nines than a lot of these guys. I mean, you, you could certainly make that case. Usti, Scheffler, Decky types, Harris English, a lot of guys there. I mean, I'm, I'm not just going to omit this range. I don't like Burns per se. Answer, definitely interesting. I, I kind of like his game for this course, just super solid. He already had a breakthrough uh, at a TPC, you know, at the St. Jude and whatnot. I, I think that's a pretty interesting fair price for him. Hovland's the guy I don't know what to do with. I'd like to play him, but I also don't know exactly uh, where his popularity is going to be and, and kind of where he is in the criteria. Yeah, it's probably too early in the week to try to gauge any sort of ownership projection yeah. in that sense. But coming off Ryder Cup and he wasn't all that good, now he's pretty expensive. I doubt anyone plays Sam Burns, by the way. He might actually be the play this week because you know how people, how finicky people are about not brooks coming off a win kind of thing like it's like oh he, he kind of shot his wad that's the end of him now he's super he's as expensive as he was a week ago it's just there are way better players around him but maybe you just try to ride a heater with sam burns and keep it going although not on bermuda grass this week it's on bent grass so both of sam burns wins have come on bermuda if you're keeping track of that at home hovland's just been good maybe his Ryder cup performance where he wasn't very good but he was good on the front nine horror horrendous on the back nine coming in anytime they got a lead in the match but th this strikes me as a place where he would win i mean he definitely can fit some of the criteria that we want uh can just get crazy crazy hot uh with the approaches should be able to take a ton of wedge opportunities can he flip the putter? I mean, it's possible. It's not the strength of his game, but honestly, it hasn't been a, a huge detriment long-term. It's more his chipping. And I, I don't know, unless we get some wind or whatnot, how often he'll even need that here. So I think he makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels. Yeah. Just to look it up right now, scanning through the stats at fantasy national. I noticed this earlier, but I want to get the actual percentage. The tour rate on your standard event of greens and regulation is 65% at TPC Summerlin. It's 73%. So strokes gained around the green. Well, you could be like Martin Laird last year and be like, Oh good. Martin Laird's gone. And then makes the most miraculous under a tree to save bogey around the green shot of all time. You know, around the green shouldn't come into play. You really do want your ball strikers at TPC Summerlin. And just so I can throw this out here now, before I forget strokes gain TPC, that means we have to play KH Lee. Just, Keep that in the back of your mind. He's Mr. Oh, TPC. Boy. Okay. I could get down with that. I don't even know. I His price could be anywhere from like 8300 to 6K, and it wouldn't surprise me. I have no idea where he is. He's $6,700 this week, although I like some guys in the low sevens, so I am going to play him, but I identified some others before we went into this. Will you play Brooks? 
Probably not. Me neither. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't listen. It's Brooks. It, not going to push back if, if people want to go there. I think for me, just paying 11-1 when I could get, I could play Hovland, we play answer. Will Z, you know, he's the guy that like makes sense in the narrative streets about everything we've talked about. Good players trying to break through. You can get crazy hot uh, with the approach game. What's not to like about him? I th- he was fifth here a year ago as well. And that's when he was riding that heater, trying to get his status, which he never ended up getting. Couldn't qualify for the playoffs. He'll be there this year, though. Oh, he's coming off a pretty good week. He shot, what, the 12 under on Friday at Sanderson yeah, Farms? He putted. Yeah, he putted a little bit. Although that, all of his best work seemed to come in the one round because I think he finished at 12 under for the week. Yeah, he was 14th. Yeah, that is kind of weird, but it. I think he makes a lot of sense. He should be pretty popular and. Rightfully so. You mentioned, yeah, he was fifth at Shriners, just dominated Tita Green ball striking. I don't know why that would change this year. I, I guess so. Like, I don't, I just, I guess since we're talking about him last, you can probably just project him as the lowest of these guys, but I just don't know what to make of Webb Simpson anymore. Like, is, oh, is, is, he, yeah. is he, is he, what is the difference between Webb Simpson and Harris English right now? They're, nothing. They both cost me a ton of money so that I can't see a difference. It's just, uh, guys that I can't get right. I don't know. Webb is just, it's been a struggle at, at times. It was like, is he injured? Then he rebounded. He got crazy hot with the irons for a little bit, but man, I, I don't know how you can go there outside of just saying, I'm going to play a little game theory up top. Yeah. In holes, 400 to 450 yards. He's 12th over the past 12 rounds. It's not a huge sample, obviously, but at the Fortnite open, he ended up losing strokes on approach and gaining everywhere else. It was the driver that had been holding him back towards the end of last season. Then he kind of figures it out, at least to be neutral, which is where idea, I mean, ideally you'd want him gaining strokes, but it's Webb Simpson and he's probably not going to gain a whole bunch of strokes off the tee, but to be neutral with the field, then you allow him with his irons and his putting to really take over. It's going to hit for him again pretty soon. I, like I said, I don't know if this is going to be the spot. Like I, I'm so torn. I think it's going to be Hovland for me to be perfectly honest. I, I think he's the ball striker I want to go to. I have no problem with that. Like I said, he checks a lot of boxes. Um, it's very, very good. And it, it's not a, obviously there's always an opportunity cost when you're talking north of 10K, but it's not immense. This is a full field. There's a ton of value at the bottom that you can go to. So I'm not worried about clicking Hovland and being like, oh, now I can't play the 9K range, which is really appealing. Or you could just load up in this 9K range. Louie is 9-9. He was T-19 in his first appearance at this event a year ago. End of the season, not making putts anymore. After gaining in like 13 straight events, he lost in two consecutive events to finish the season. So you got Louie, Scheffler, Hideki, Harris English, Sungjae, Kevin Na. See, woo! Kim, who rates out the best in the stats model this week. That's always a you know a fun scene. He's played well at this course over the past two, coming off a pretty good two pretty good weeks in a row. And I didn't have him as a bet last week. And then like after Friday, after the Friday morning, people are like, oh my God, Siwoo's going to win. It's like, man, there's like two and a half rounds left. Let's, let's calm down here and see what Siwoo does. And then he ended up going full Siwoo on the entire thing. But even from here, if you just dropped into the eights, you could find players who, I mean... Sungjae's fine. Scheffler's fine. Like these are good players, but they're not like significantly better than some of these guys in hell, the mid eights or even low eights. Yeah. I mean, the thing I find interesting is some of these guys, you know, Paul Casey comes to mind, Reed, they're around these prices in, in major sometimes depending on their form coming in. So uh, to me, that, that is a little interesting. I, I do like Decky. Uh, that, he he is- can just take a, I, 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 he's the only one I have starred here. And I was looking at where's the best price I can bet Hideki. Yeah. I mean, the way he can dial it in, particularly with the short irons, you got to like it. Uh, there's a lot to like there. So I'm with you. Where is he like 30 ish? He's 20, yeah, he's 28 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. He is 30 to one at this other site that I'm looking at and 28 to one at another site that I'm looking at. So I'll probably take the 30. Yeah. Not bad. That's that's a decent price for him in a field like this. I'm pretty comfortable. Like, watch. I mean, famous last words, but like I, Burns at less than that number versus Decky. Like to me, that's kind of obscene. Now, how much of that are we putting into? We just. I mean, it, I don't think it's that we don't believe in Sam Burns. I believe that Sam Burns no. is a good player. 
But I also don't believe that he's Deki at the same time. Maybe we're just wrong. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably the most likely candidate. I just think if you that's the only out that I think it makes sense. If you think Sam Burns is that good, and maybe he is, um, there's certainly been guys we've seen that with Rom and some of these other guys that just it's like, wow, they are that good. I, I still would rather have Decky in price in the outright market. Uh really good spot for him. Are you gonna go to Louie? I may look to him. He's certainly behind Decky. The problem I have is what you said. He masked, not that it was terrible, but he gained strokes putting in every event in 2021 outside of the last two. And I worry what happens if his putter goes back to the Louis of old, where it's not a super weapon. So I get it, but I, I think he's more, if I landed him, I land on him instead of a priority. Yeah, the only other one here, and I, I will imagine he's going to be very popular. That's going to be Kevin Na, based on the way that he ended his season, being a former winner and his Vegas ties. It feels like a full-out fade to me. I never like playing chalky Kevin Na. You know what I mean? I love Kevin Na. I love to play Kevin Na, but it's usually when no one else in the world wants to play him, and that's usually when he's good. That's what That used to be with Usti, and then he transcended that somehow, but I'm with you. Kevin Na has higher miscut equity than the entire range, in my opinion. Oh, no. Kevin oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Look, look at that graphic and look who's right below him. Uh, well, okay. I wasn't even counting. I put Siwoo in a different category. Um, but besides him, Kevin Na's the type of guy, he always, the thing I like about him, he wins more often than I feel like he should. And sometimes he wins from the clouds. Uh, this is not that, though. People are going to look to him. He makes sense. He's obviously done it here. I'd rather play Sanjay. I certainly would rather play Decky. I, I don't know if I'll get to any Kevin Na this week. Kevin Na finished second in 2015 when he gained 8.4 strokes on approach. When he won in 2019, do you remember how he did it? It was like it was legitimately like 15 strokes putting. 14.2 strokes gained putting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that uh, when I was looking over some of this stuff. It's, I mean... Kevin not does that though. I, I will give him credit. He has crazy, crazy outlier performances like that. I just don't know if, if he's popular, that that's what you want to chase. No, I don't think so either. And you can probably take Sung Jay and Harris English for significantly less ownership. I just, I, let me look into Sung Jay for a second here to see what he's been up to. In, in my mind, he's been playing a little bit better, but now he, he's pretty terrible at Sanderson Farms. Couldn't hit an iron to save his life. Kept chipping in like Aaron Wise, almost six strokes gained around yeah, the green. All, that's all the elites. But for a while, his irons were really good. Like, his ball striking started to come around in this mid part. Like, even at the BMW when he finished third. Like, he gained a bunch of strokes putting that week, too. But ball striking, good. At, through the Northern Trust, good. At the Wyndham, good. St. Jude, good. John Deere, you know, it was kind of mediocre. Before that, the Rocket Mortgage had a top 10. Even at, like, Palmetto in the U.S. Open, he was gaining with his irons. That is flipped right now. So... Yeah. I, I normally like to t target him on Bermuda. Like, he's... uh. A Florida swing guy. I like some of it, but again, I don't think I need to force Sanjay in there. Chef Daddy coming off being the Bryson babysitter. <laughs> yeah, I have no problem with him. He's just good, honestly. I think you can make a case he's every bit of player. Some of these guys north of ten, so no problem. Um, yeah, he's just got a putt. If he flips, he'll he'll be right there. And he was putting pretty well at the Ryder Cup. I assume Bryson didn't win that long drive competition because no one said that he won the long drive competition. And that's the only thing that I heard covered in it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I assume he didn't, he made it like at some point into the, I don't know. He was, he was 16. Yeah, he was eight. I don't he, know what they call it. Yeah. He was in the final eight. I think he lost to that goober with the long hair. I don't know what his name is. I know Rick was there. I that's, all my information is because of Rick being there. Wasn't there a guy from the long drive that got that he played in some of these events? Oh, I don't know. What was his name? I got to get this guy's name. I can't remember. He's like Canadian. Oh, there we go. Is it Taylor Pendrith? Because he drives it a mile. I feel like his name was like Sikowski. Couldn't tell you. I feel like if he was Canadian, well, I would know. Jamie Sadlowski. He's Canadian? Canadian professional long driver and he played on the and ice tour. hockey player according to Wikipedia but um I I played that guy once it didn't go well 
Rick is going to be at the Shriners this week. If you hit up Rick Run Good on Twitter, he's going to be lurking around the ground. So if you ever want to meet up with Rick, who's like the world's super nicest guy, you should probably go do that and check out the Rick Run Good YouTube channel as well. I want to give a shout out to Tour Junkies. They sent me this like hoodie that yeah. I can wear on the course if it's windy. And I've just been kind of, I mean, it's out practicing today. So I was wearing it. I was like, hey, I might as well wrap it on the show. It's a bit big, but I like my sweaters in golf to be a bit big. Whereas I like my like polos to be like skin tight on me. I don't know why. It's just a different feel. I feel like there's a stretchiness to the polo that you just don't get with a sweater. So I need my sweaters and jackets to be kind of baggy. So I have that mobility where I don't find I'm as you know, encumbered with a very tight polo. How's the game? Are you are you in form? No, I, I played in a charity scramble, I guess, two weeks now with Cust and two other friends. We did OK. I think we came third um, and it just I hadn't played in a month uh, before that because football had started. So there was a cup. The first drive I hit, I just showed up to the course and walked onto the tee and absolutely fucking bombed my first drive. And then I think that was the only good drive I hit all day. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't touched a club since the last time I saw you and it'll probably be that way until the next time. So do you, do you think there's going to be a DFS open again? I don't know. because the uh, a global pandemic the first time we all met up. So I would, I'd err on the side of caution, but maybe you never know. No, I was thinking about, I was thinking about going to Vegas for that fantasy conference in February. And I told Rick like, Hey, let's get a time. Let's get out. Maybe that's the spot. Yeah. Maybe I'll come, uh, come out. I love Vegas. Why not? Yeah. Do do you need a reason to not go to Vegas? (laughs) Yeah, no, it'd be perfect. I'll stay all the way through March madness. Just, uh, make a month of it and just camp out. You'll be good to go. Let's talk about the eights, because this is where I am by far the most interested, especially from the betting standpoint. You got Paul Casey at $8,900. He's first up. Connors, Kokrak, Reed, Cam Tringali at 85 Adam Scott at 84 Joaquin Neiman at 83 Then you got the Wolfman, Hoffman, and EVR to round it out, 82 81 and $8,000. I don't think that I would hate starting my team, Casey, Kokrak, Reed, Scott, with those four guys. I like Scott in the betting market. 55 to one is out there. 55. Uh, I saw deeper. I saw him. At, oh, he's 45 to one here. Where, what is he here? He's four. He's 50 here. I guess 55 is the best number. I, I thought I saw him at 60. People must have steamed that earlier. Yeah. I mean, he, he can dismantle a course, particularly with short irons, the putter kind of like Usti, just like absurd. Now it's a weapon. So, uh, I like him. I, I got to ask you, and I, I'm a, a Reed truther, but I don't know. I oh, mean, we are in Pat Reed fuck you mode right now. Okay. 100%. Okay. Well, that's good. That's the best mode for him. So I like I, 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 I really do. I like him more as a bet than a DraftKings play to be perfectly honest I agree. with you. Like he's 41 yep. 45 in some spots. Like that is an automatic Patrick Reed number. I can get down with that. I mean, yeah, it's got a a man on fire element. Hopefully he just goes uh dismantle mode i'd love to see it so i i do worry more on the dfs side where you're concerned it's not binary um maybe a little risk there but yeah you've got casey i like scott a lot neiman doesn't doesn't this feel like a jason kokrak event probably because i i don't know if i'm gonna end up playing him so that's step one for this guy he's won me yeah he's won me some nice money jason kokrak Actually is, you know, because he's another one. If you really take out around the green, the rest of the game is really strong. Like the putter is not that big of a liability. And at times it spikes. I like hmm. him. I, I might end up betting him because he's way down in the market. He, I think he's like legit at 60. He's 50 here. 50. Kokrak. Kokrak. What is oh, Kokrak's 55. 55 looks like the best number that I only have three sites pulled up right now, but yeah, 55 is the best number that you can find on him at the moment. So I, I don't hate that at all. And then Wolf is there. I always play Wolf. So I'll continue to play Wolf. Yeah. I mean, Wolf is just Wolf's Wolf. I think you can just have tournament exposure to him basically indefinitely. Uh, and then there's Charlie Hoffman who I, I, I get, he's been a name. People have been really gravitating towards, you know, week after week. A little disappointing at, at Sanderson Farms. Didn't didn't have much going on, 39th. But at the same time, I think you could go right back to him. 
he could. I just like all of the other guys around here better. And looks, and he won an NCAA championship in 1998 as a member of the UNLV team. He's never really played well at this event, though, which is the weird thing, because it seems to be like, hey, this is a ball striker's paradise. This is perfect for Charlie Hoffman. Then you go look at his results from the Shriners over the years. Miscut, 74th, 18th, miscut, 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 4th, miscut. Those are his past eight starts at this event. I do think that there is, and this is where, I mean, Brooks came second here once, and I think he missed the cut in his journey back, that... I think you want to, now that Instagram is back up, that you might want to follow some of these guys on Instagram because they might go a bit loco in Vegas, that you might want to take like the the Zach Johnsons of the world, like that personality type at this event. Smart. Do that due due diligence. So, Uh, yeah, I mean, that is kind of weird why Charlie Hoffman seems to not like this place. Maybe it's noise or nothing else. I'm not going to touch EVR. I just, it's a product of, there's too many guys in this range and certainly the high sevens is really my wheelhouse, probably my favorite range of, of the whole tournament. Neiman had a bad tour championship, and he hasn't really spiked in a while, but, I mean, on paper, bent grass, ball striking, no one's going to use him. Yeah, I, I I think Neiman is is more than fine. The putter really unraveled late in the year. He'll regress, that'll be fine. Um, and he can just score. If it's calm conditions, I, I love him in those type of events. Really, really good. DK score. I like him in like bad conditions as well. He hits that low stinger. If you like, he, he did it at Kapalua this year when he didn't practice for the playoff and ended up losing. But I feel like in the wind, and we've seen it was really windy one year, the year that Cantley won, and he was minus nine. Like normally, this is like minus 17 to minus 23, and Cantley won at minus nine. And it was like a disaster out on the course with just wind swirling everywhere. I I looked at the forecast. I didn't see anything crazy like that, but Mm -hmm. you know, crazier things have happened. When it comes to hydration, there's one product that professional athletes just can't get enough of. Elevate hydration from Beam. I'm talking about racing legend Danica Patrick, PGA Tour winner Billy Horschel. They swear by elevated hydration because when you're not hydrated, well... We know the feelings from headaches to fatigue. You simply don't feel your best. Elevate gives your body the electrolytes it's craving thanks to a supercharged stack of electrolytes like coconut water and pink Himalayan, Himalayan, like coconut water and pink Himalayan sea salt sourced entirely from nature. Plus, they make your water taste amazing. I have been using Beam, to be perfectly honest with you, because I enjoy a nice wine from time to time uh, to get rid of my hangovers in the morning. I just pound some Beam before I go to bed with my water and then have some more when I wake up. I don't feel as hungover. And that is a huge win for Pat Mayo when you do so many shows in the morning. You want a nice, I wouldn't say it's a hangover cure. You want your headaches to kind of subside in the mornings? Beam is where you want to be. Elevate comes in three flavors for specific needs. There's Elevate Balance, made with pre-probiotics for digestive balance. Elevate Energy, made with caffeine for sustained energy. And Elevate Recovery, that's me, made with collagen peptides and branched-chain amino acids for tired muscles and joints. So here it is. Our listeners, the listeners of the show right now, can get a free elevate sample pack by going to beamorganics.com slash mayo that's b-e-a-m organics.com slash mayo to get your free sample pack stay hydrated y'all and it comes with the pat mayo personal endorsement of better energy in the morning after wine as most listeners of the Pat Mayo experience can attest, then I'm kind of a pretentious jerk. But that applies to my real life, too, just very quietly, not as boisterous as I am on this show. Because I'd rather be caught dead than wearing my favorite pair of sweatpants outside the house. And why is it that clothes that are the most comfortable are the most unattractive? Fortunately, I got a solution for that. That's why you got to check out Public Rec. They make elevated athleisure wear in multi-dimensional sizes because they believe that comfort starts with a better fit. And I can attest to this. I received my public rec pants in the mail the other day, just started wearing them outside and no one can tell the difference. And they are completely comfortable. They look like real pants, not jogging pants. They're absolutely 
excellent. Highly recommend that you go to Public Rec and check this out. Their best-selling all-day, everyday pant is now available in over 40 different sizing combinations that can fit men anywhere from 5'8", that's me, to nearly 7 feet tall. That's not me, but that could be you. A better fit is the secret to making these comfortable pants look good. Now, your favorite lounge pants can also be your go-tos for work, happy hour, the gym, wherever it is. After a year at home, they're the pants that you need. Public Rec spent years engineering the perfect blend of softness, stretch, and durability. It's all the performance benefits you love with the added style for more formal occasions. They also have zipper pockets, so no more having your phone or wallet fall out of your pants when you sit down. Problem for me, by the way. Zipper pants, let's go. They come in nine different colors, one for each day of the week, and then some, because as you may know, checking out the Gregorian calendar, there are only seven days in the week. And that way you don't have to double up on pants either. Nine different colors match any combination you want with your shoes, with your hat, whatever it may be. Public Rec rarely discounts, but right now they have an exclusive offer just for Pat Mayo Experience listeners. Go to publicrec.com and use promo code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, to receive 10% off. That's publicrec.com and use our promo code MAYO for 10% off. But I like this upper sevens as well, but it's really just two guys when I look at it that I really like, and it's it's Streelman and Mito. I don't see, if you were on Mito last week, which I was, I don't see why you wouldn't go back to him. No, I have no problem with kind of just macro buying on this guy. He's good. He dominates on the approach. The putter, you know, at times can be bad, but he's just good. So, uh, and we don't know a lot about him. There's a chance that he's just like actually amazing. And this is a comically bad price for him. Streelman. That feels like what it is. It feels like it's a, I don't think it's a comically bad price because of this field. But again, I don't know how, listen, Sam Burns is a two-time and I don't want to keep picking on Sam Burns. This feels so stupid in my mind when I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it's my show. Say whatever I want and sound like an idiot. Wrong all the time anyway. I don't know how big of a gap there really is between Mito and Sam Burns. And again, I have guys like that. You don't know exactly where they're at because we don't have a ton of data points. So maybe there's also a chance that Mito is just but maybe he's wildly overpriced too true i mean we could be completely wrong about all of that no you're, you're absolutely right it just feels like he's very good oh yeah i i think more than likely than not he is very good but uh streelman makes sense across the board i think he's one of the best plays on the slate really good setup for him here and coming off a really nice week at sanderson farms gained three off the tee two and a half on approach gained with the putter he became 31st he lost a bunch around the greens I mean, that's a pretty standard Kevin Streelman week if you want to win with Kevin Streelman. And he doesn't need to win at this price. You know, he needs to gain, like, you know, from 0.8 to three strokes game putting, which he can do. You're right in the money. Yeah, he should have took lessons from Aaron Wise, who was a domination station around the green last week. Obviously, I like him as well, sub 8K, starting to find some form. Yeah, what's not to like? Would you jump on Leishman, who, like, dominated with his irons at the Fortnite? So, I normally, like, I'd be more prone to bet Leishman at 66 than play him, I think. But uh, Leishman's a player. It's just a lot of times I don't know what you're going to get, and I feel like his miscut equity is higher than, it, you know, most guys in the range. He could be a really nice rebound guy this season, I think. He's good. He was someone, uh, you know, we do at the beginning of the year, our one and done cumulative. We have, we have that like kind of charity event. Leishman was huge for me last year. Cause he has big time events. He spikes at times. I, I think he could be poised for another really good season. Maybe more consistent actually. Well, this is sort of scouting season for that draft. I think when I take like my loser who earns 30 K throughout the course of the year at the very end, I'm like, Oh, I won't take established veteran PGA guy. Who's definitely going to earn, 1.9 I mean, T Gala's huh. here. Uh, the, the, I'm looking at the early ownership projections, which are, you know, it's early. It's Monday night. Uh, how many guys have actually put in favorites so far? 64 people have put in favorites on fantasy national. But again, I think it's a good sense of where the eyes go immediately when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mito wise Streelman and Luke list is projected to be the highest owned at the moment with Bramlett being 1.6% owned. I like Bramlett a lot. 
at 72. That's a good price for him. I didn't like him the past few weeks because it felt like his price was just too high, but the ball striking continues to be good. No, he can't putt, but neither can Luke List. So what's the difference? Yeah, you're going to have to embrace some of that. Uh, God, I just, I have a weird, not even a weird feeling. I want to play Pat Perez in this range. He's not going to be owned at all. Feel like he can get crazy hot. A lot of variance with that putter. I just don't know if that's a little too thin. Oh my God, Rick. I honestly didn't know Ricky was here. Ricky's playing? I didn't know Ricky was here either. Yeah, I just saw it on your graphic. Maybe you made that up. Um, Paul, are you making stuff up? No, no, he's in the, no, I just looked. He's in the field. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, now I only need three players. This is getting easier and easier. Um, wow, Ricky, times are tough. Seamus and Grio, what what great company in this range. Grio, unsurprisingly, had a very good ball striking week last week and a missed cut performance. I mean, the, the latter part of that sentence isn't surprising, but the good ball striking, sadly, is, is a little surprising because he had done nothing relative to how he used to strike it for a while now. So, uh, yeah, he can't chip or putt, but at least his tee to green, his ball striking was actually really, really good. That That's a positive. He did make the cut. He gained 6.5 oh. strokes ball striking between off the tee and approach, over three and both. Look at that. That's not so bad. now he's on the up and up. We go back to Griot? Nah, never left. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going back to Ortiz for literally no reason, so... God, watch Kisner win for reasons unknown. There's a couple guys like we. I mean, we just kind of skipped over Willett, who just did win the Alfred Dunhill against a pretty good field. Yeah, I mean, we skipped over him, and then it's it's crazy. Like I and a lot of people, uh, I I picked Maverick to win the Fortnite, and so close. And now I'm like, oh, that's old news, Maverick. <laughs> Maybe I should just stick with him. He's been good. Although it seemed like everything really aligned for him in Napa. He had his chance, I agree. And, and he didn't get it. Although he's gained, let's see, in his past four starts, I mean, that goes back to Minnesota. He's gained over eight strokes tee to green twice in that span. Lost five. Like, in the playoffs, he was bad. Not a big shocker. But in like the, yeah. scr in the scrub events, he's good. But is this really a scrub event? I mean, field-wise, no, definitely not. Situational-wise, I, I don't know how you quantify that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, swing season is swing season, but this is clearly an event that resembles an everyday PGO, PGA Tour week, no doubt about that either. Oh, I, for a second, I thought that Rasmus Hogard was Nikolai Hogard, and I was like, let's go all in into the middle, but it's not. Although he did just win the Omega European Masters like three weeks ago or something. Who hasn't won that? Or maybe he didn't. They, no. I, when was the Kazoo Classic? What is that? Do they have two of the them? The Kazoo Classic. I think that's the one in Wales. I think they played back I thought there was two Wales. Kazoos. No, maybe. They, like, ran it back. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they played the same course, like, back-to-back -back weekends, didn't they? Yeah. So, to me, my boy <laughs> Troy Merritt is right there. Did you bet him last week good. in England? Or Scotland? No. Didn't know he was over there. Did he win? He was like, I, I had made mention of oh. him two axis on the show last week when we were talking about the Alfred Dunhill. I was like, hey, Troy Merritt's playing. He was like 80 to one or something. And I think that he said that he was going to bet him. Uh, then I looked like the first day and he was in the lead at one point on day one. And I, I don't even oh. know if he made the cut or not. He was good uh, to start. Swing season came in 16th. Solid tee to green. Good putter, but he is a good putter. I actually think that he's a name uh I, I bought at the end of last year i'll probably continue to buy because I, I think he's every bit as good as some of these players in the low sevens he was 27th at the alfred dunhill last that. week that's a lot of travel napa to england back to vegas he'll be all right i don't know if troy merritt's flying private i was just about to say <laughs> is he like on spirit airlines or is he flying uh private that that's a coin toss that I don't know the answer to. Maybe he got on Danny Willett's plane. Who knows? That's that's what he needs to do. Because because Poulter's playing as well. I don't know. I don't know if he actually played last week or not. Yeah. Poults. Bramlett. Bramlett, Ortiz, Grio. Might as well play some hits here, right? I'll fade list. That'll be fun. And he'll win. Played list last week and I I wasn't really paying attention and I 
opened it up on Sunday. I'm like, holy shit, Luke List is in the hunt. And then I realized he played 17 holes and no one else had teed off. So yeah, that happened to me. That with, wasn't that happened to me with Norlander. He was just out too early. I was like, does he have a shot at this? Then he had like nine feet for birdie on 18. I was like, if he makes this like 21, if all things go wrong, could be the number. It wasn't. It would have missed by one because Burns bogeyed 18. But this is one. This is the one where Smiley Coffin shot 61 on Sunday to come back and win. Like you can go super low at this course. But can you do that if you're Francesco Molinari? Jesus. Uh, I'll probably play Norlander again, by the way. He's been really good. Yeah, Norlander has. I have no problem with that. I think he fits the course, too, if you can just find a couple of pots. What does Stumont do? Martin Laird won a year ago. Stuart Sink is sitting right there. He wins events like this. He's been bad lately, though. Oh, God. He's been awful. Yeah, for me, I'd rather play Merritt. I'd rather play uh, Lord Raiden, Joel Dahman um yeah I, i'm not gonna get this thing how how did you not bring up chuck schwartzel at 73 yeah i i glossed because honestly i blame that on ricky i was so stunned that ricky was in the field that screwed everything up um i don't know schwartzel's i thought we found something there for a little while and then we, we didn't at the end of the year he, he was uh i don't know i'm a little confused at where his game is at hit and miss couple bad miss cuts at Wyndham and Northern trust. Let's see the last two times he's played a TPC course. He's come T2 and T3 TPC Chuck where he's got to be triple digits, right? Ooh, buck 25 to one. Okay. I don't know that's if I want to, I don't know if I want to bet him to win. <laughs> no, I, I want to bet him to win. Use him in exact with whatever's going on in Europe. Oh, who did it? Uh, Sky and Tom sent me. The Europick show is actually out right now already on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've never done that and sub to the newsletter while you're while you're at it. Where are we at here? Now, for whatever reason, my, you know, my tweet. I saw a tweet is. about Europe from your boy Tom, and it said something about Maximilian, and I didn't know what it meant. I think, did he really want to play? Yeah, he's, he's betting Max Kiefer, so I think he's just all in on Max. Mad Max. Who is? You know how much? Let's try to find him. Schwartzel, Schwartzel, Kiefer, double. Um, I can tell you. Oh man, Cormac Sharvin is five hundred to one. Here we go. It's 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 the Spain Open, and Rom is like plus two hundred to win. Oh, Rom is over there. Max man. Max Kiefer is a hundred hundred and fifty to one. That's going to be quite a battle. <laughs> him and Rom duking it out. <laughs> All right. Glover plays this course really well, historically. Reedy gained over four strokes on approach last week and missed the cut somehow. Sounds like something he, his, my God, his putting everything short game. Yeah, not great. No. Let's go to the, I mean, you, oh, go, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. You just, you mentioned KH Lee and I was just wondering who else down there was uh, catching your eye. Cause you mentioned you had other guys in that same range. KH Lee in the 6K range, and that kind of came to me as we were starting the beginning of the show at $6,800 or $6,700. Hollywood Hoagie missed the cut a week ago, gained four strokes on approach, and was just kind of horrendous everywhere else. I like him in these birdie fests. I really do. He's $6,400. He's a pretty good player. He is. And some of the stats, again, I think some of these can be noisy, but he's really good at times with the short irons. You know, he gets in position. He can really stick them. So I, I get how you're there. If he has to scramble, it's over. But as we talked about, you can mask that with GIR at this place. Would you go to like, there's a couple names down here. Like Swafford had his run and he wasn't awful last week. He just wasn't good either. Ari Eggs back down here as well. Trey Mullenix, your guy. I played him at, at the Fortnite. That didn't go very well for me, but last week he was a revelation. Uh, I played him at the Fortnite too, and he made a ridiculous run, and then he just like destroyed it on a par five for no reason. What about Russell Knox? Why Knox? Why not Knox? But why? Is the real question. But, but why Knox? No. Uh, well, <laughs> he hasn't been in contention in like five years, so he's due. Okay. And <laughs> other than that, uh, he has been gaining on the approach. He's gained, in, I mean, obviously. We're going back a ways, but he's gained in six of seven there. A short technical course, second shot course. The putter has been positive in three of four, even though the results haven't caught up. 
I don't know. That's all I got. The short-term modeling loves Swafford and, and, and loves Tank Libiota. Ugh. Who was great with his irons lots. in Napa, but hasn't hasn't been able to drive the ball properly in two since his like mini run. He's just been god awful with his driver. Yeah, there's so many guys like that. They rip off like a, a stretch of you know four six tournaments, and then they just fade back into oblivion. I'm sticking. I'm telling you, Russell Knox might find his way into like the top twenty uh, card for me this week. How about my guy Hubba Hubbard? Uh, he was 16th at the Fortnite. He's made five cuts in a row. Okay. Okay. I think he had to go back like to the Corn Ferry and try to qualify. I don't think he did qualify, if I'm remembering it properly. Never really played well here, though, is the thing. And if it's going to be like a tiebreaker, not that course history is everything, but down here, you got to kind of pick and choose. Andrew Landry came in fourth last week. He did. He gained a lot of strokes putting, which as someone who has bet Andrew Landry, like an unhealthy amount in the past, not a very good putter. No, no, that's confirmed. Yeah. I mean, there are names down here. Uh, honestly, of this entire field, there's only a couple guys that like I've never heard of. It's a pretty deep field all in all. You're going to play Kyle Westmoreland. He would be one of the people I've never heard of along with Jesse Mueller. There was a guy um, last week who had an awesome name. Now I can't remember what it is. It was very Spanish and seemed like it'd be an awful lot of fun to say. But he is not he's not in the field, it appears. We missed her. He's probably over in Spain. I mean, I think he's Mexican, so I don't think that oh. necessarily correlates. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> Kyle Stanley's sixty one hundred. Oh my god. Do we want to do I that? mean I, I no, there's no reason to to do that. It's just Kyle Stanley, I see. Oh my God. All right, pull up. His oh. ball striking is ridiculous compared to someone this bad. How is that possible? Because he averages losing three and a half strokes per tournament. And most of those are missed cuts. He has gained off the tee and with the approach in every tournament since early May of 2021. That's insane. Yeah, he gained with his driver in every single one from the Valero Texas Open on. And it hasn't resulted in literally anything positive. Imagine being Kyle Stanley at the Valspar and you gain 4.3 strokes putting. The only time you finish in the positive in putting in 16 events. And you lose three and a half strokes with your irons. The only loss with your irons over that stretch. I don't understand. I feel like that happens more often than it should. Uh, but yeah, that's ridiculous. That was his chance. And he picked the one week where he wasn't striking it good. Tough times out here. Yeah, I don't really love this the, the 9K. I think Hoagie, KH Lee, if you want to take a few shots, go nuts, but I don't really see anyone else. Fratelli, I felt, lingered for a little bit last week. Oh, Lonto is finally below $7,000 back in Lonto range, so he's probably an auto play. Yeah, I don't see a lot down here. I'm with you. I'm, I'm playing Russell Knox. I'm going down with that ship. Um, I, I don't know... Also, you know, you mentioned at the top, we're not, I'm not in love with the north of 10. So maybe I can, I can flat at the bottom and be just fine if I attack the nines. Yeah. Like if the lowest you want to go is Bramlett at 7,200 yeah. bucks. And like I said, I don't mind filling up with the 8K guys. We didn't even really touch on Casey or Corey Connors at all. But even if you just wanted to say, you know what? I'm playing Hideki is my most expensive player. And I'll play Hideki, Casey, Connors, Kokrak, Reed, Scott, Neiman, Wolf. And that will be my core this week. And I'll play 25 lineups. I think you could get away with that. And I mean, you probably won't win because, you know, if I, if I do that <laughs> and I do it, I'm not going to win. But I don't feel like you'd be at a huge disadvantage here either. No, I mean, there's definitely enough win equity there to keep you afloat. Obviously, made cut equity is fine, so... I get it. You'd probably have to make some awkward builds if you went like that, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't hate I don't that. think so. Let me run that right now. I'll take out Hovland and I'll have Hideki and I'll add Casey and Connors. Let's just see what the, uh, the old lineup generator spits me out here. Let's go generate some lineups. No, I don't want to see the dictionary for lineups. I know what that means. Not an idiot. It didn't, it gave me four out of the 20. It gave me four KH Lee. It gave me two Hoagie. 
six Norlander, four Bramlett, seven Grio. Okay, playing thirty five percent Grio, but it's like sixty percent Hideki, fifty five percent Casey, sixty percent Connors. 50% Kokrak, 35% Reed, 40% Scott, 40% Neiman, 30% Wolf, 55% Mito, 35% Streelman. Those are the lineups. I might just do this. It seems pretty healthy, honestly. Like, it's it's nice. You have multiple permutations of most of these guys. You're not crippled by any single guy if they miss the cut. And you've got reasonable flyers at the bottom. Yeah, and there's not too much of the guys at the bottom, which I don't mind. Like, I yeah. would probably even divvy up i'd probably move one of those key h lees onto hoagie and go three and three move norlander up to even just trade wonders there's 30 percent norlander 20 percent bramlet split the difference and just make them five and five and be on my way for 20 lineups I yeah don't... or you could add one more guy dilute everybody by a share and you're like flatting at 20 percent across yeah I, I could most definitely do that i i think it would probably be someone Maybe even in the high, low eights, low nines, maybe Siwoo, someone like that, and just hope, pray it's one of those events where the top guys just don't give a shit. Definitely possible. It seems like a lot of them are here to get some reps for next week. Next week, is next week CJ Cup? I don't know. It would be helpful if it was, considering what I just said, but um, let's see. I, I just assumed that it was. It is, yeah. It's in Vegas, okay. it's at the Summit Club. Ah, the Summit Club. Did I have Kokrak in there? I must have, right? Yes, I had Kokrak. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so we go Shriners, CJ Cup, and then Zozo. And the Zozo's back in Japan this year. So I don't know how many of these guys are going to go play that. Hmm. That'll be, like, can they play and then play the next week? No idea. No idea how that works. Because I saw that there was issues for, like, fans of the Ryder Cup, like, coming over from overseas into America. But that, I mean, you're in America. I'm not in America. From what I can tell, like, it's it's all, all like, whatever in America, right? Isn't it like the rest of the world that's, like, still freaked out? Yeah, it's it's pretty what whatever in America these days. Like, if you were going from Europe to Wisconsin... I feel like it would be the Europe side of it that was like the ordeal to get through. I, I could be completely wrong about that. I mean, I could be wrong too. I haven't, you know me, I'm not, I'm not venturing uh, to Croatia uh, during the week or anything, but I assumed if I did, it would be that in terms of what would be the difficult part of getting back. Yeah. All right. Let's talk some bets. Betting's fun. At least when I win, sometimes I win. And Love betting. Then that's fun. So I will have my final cheat sheet in the newsletter and I'll also post it up on Twitter and everything like that, but just sub to the newsletter and you'll get it right away. Along with some helpful player notes on DraftKings for NFL this week. There is a listeners league. I don't have the link yet for the NFL, uh, but that will be in should be in Tuesday show or at least Wednesday show with Feinberg and Cuss, which is going to be musty TV. I'm excited to film the show. Roz, did you see any of the videos that I took of Tim this weekend? I have not. Uh, he must be, you mentioned that he he had tears of sadness. He must have tears of joy now. He was dancing. Uh, we saw his ass crack multiple times because wow. he kept jumping up too high. And he's been dieting. He's lost like 20 pounds. Now his like, clothes don't fit, so his pants kept falling down. It was pretty good stuff. Then he guaranteed that the Jets would go to the playoffs. Oh, wow. We're going there. Okay. Um, it's it's Zach yeah, Tober, it's career undefeated in October. Yeah, he is career undefeated uh, in October. I don't even know who they play next week, but I assume they're going to lose. They play Atlanta in London. Dear God. Poor London. <laughs> That's just bad. That's bad on so many levels. How are they doing? You know, we don't need to talk about that, but like, how are they going back and forth? I think they're taking the bye after. They always get the bye. Yeah, you're right. You, you don't have to have the bye because I think Miami did it one year where you, you can choose like as a part of the scheduling. I believe you can choose to have your bye after London if you want it, but you can decline it as well. But can you play on Thursday after it? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I hope you I hope one of those teams has to play on Thursday. Bets. Hideki Reed and Scott. I like Scott. Uh Definitely like Decky. Wise is 85 to one, I think. Would I saw you, that somewhere. I see on another book that I use, Wolf is 55 and Mito Guillermo Pereira is 60 to one. I think I'd rather bet Mito at 60 than Wise at 80. 
Russell Knox, eight to one top 20. I thought you were going to say top Scott when it was like him versus Martin Laird or something. I, I like that as well. Um, I don't think that would be eight to one is the problem. <laughs> it's debatable. And then obviously uh, Kiefer in Europe. 150 to one. And uh, Nicholas Hogard as well over in Europe. Although Guido is like 40 to one, I think. You just pray that Rom guy. doesn't win. And then everyone has great odds. Yeah, if Rom doesn't win, you, you've done your job. But um, is there anybody else? There, I feel like there's one other guy that I wanted to. Oh, did you mention Kokrak? You you mentioned. Oh, yeah, I like Kokrak. I got 50 here. I think 55 was the best number on Kokrak. Yeah, at DraftKings, 55. Yeah, that's a good little range, like 50 to 65. There's some good players in there. Yeah, and Hideki at 30, I think, would be the move for me. Not that I, I I don't want to show any disrespect. I mean, Hovland is the favorite. Every book has someone different as the favorite. I see Brooks is the favorite, Hovland is the favorite, and Brooks is the favorite with Louie in second. That's at DraftKings. At DraftKings, it's Brooks 16, Louis 18, Webb 18, Answer 18. And I just flip over to another book, and it's Hovland at 20, Scheffler at 20, Brooks and Answer and Burns at 22, and Louis at like 30. It's a good week to site shop. It is. It clearly, because especially at the top there, but I don't see myself going to anyone shorter than Decky. Yeah, Decky, Reed, Scott, Mito Kokrak, just make those the five. Just go 30 to 60 and call it a day with five guys. It's not even that big of an investment, really, because I'm not each weighing any of them. It's not bad. I mean, I'm going to have a couple absolute goblins at the bottom, but other than that, um, yeah, I, I, I think this is that kind of event, that mid-range top-end guy that can, you know, those guys got serious pedigree. Keep an eye, when I was doing the research for this, I actually identified two players that I really wanted to get on this week, and then they turned out not to be in the field. That's never fun. But Nick Hardy was one of them. and I played him last week, too. Dylon, woo, missed the cut last week, but the ball striking was off the charts. And normally, he's not that awful of a putter, so that could be something to put back on your radar. They're probably not in the CJ Cup or the Zozo, so I guess the Bermuda Championship, the, the, the Brandon Todd Open. I'll have to remember I he we're getting into the situations now when with like Ryan Blom and the other one what was his name Ryan Bloom No there was Ryan no, there was two. Ryan Blom and I know exactly who you're talking about You see fuck was his name Man I'm old Blom now. I can't remember anything Blom and Blom Yeah look what I've done You broke Bram put it on the is that not right i thought you were going to react this is not brem oh yeah ryan brem that is what his name is yes i, yeah, I couldn't yeah. hear you yeah yeah no, no no so those two i i confuse dylan meyer and dylan woo well hot fire dylan meyer basically looks like you but with a giant I know. visor yeah but i still confuse them and then you've got brandon woo as well that's right it's a really disturbing, like, one-off game. It, it, it's... That's why I just play Griot, because there's nobody... He's the only one. You just look for the Argentinian flag. It's much easier. Yeah, now that Roberto Castro isn't really lurking the streets anymore. Although, and, I did... And Cabrera. I, yeah, he, I think he's in prison, although he was in some sort of... <laughs> he was in the field of a seniors tournament last weekend. I don't know if he played or not. No, I, I think he's being extradited. That was the last I heard. Roberto Castro tweeted last week. He tweeted at Will Zalatoris because he broke. Will Zalatoris broke the club, the course record at CC of Jackson, and apparently Roberto Castro held it. That's why I, that name is fresh in my mind. I didn't know that. That's that's something. Yeah, you're not on your Argentinian golf Twitter. I sad, sad, really. We made it through the entire show, and we didn't even talk about two of my favorite people in the world. Doug Gim or Garrick Higo. So I'm I'm impressed with us. Me especially. Yeah, I, I, I forgot about the, you know, your boy there. Higo, I have no clue. Gim, I've been playing. I probably will again, honestly. What's that? I like Gim. 
I, I think he he's fine. I, Higo has not been on my radar. I, I don't know what to make of him, but uh, he's, yeah, he's been bad since he won three events and five starts. Which that oh, maybe he's like Siwoo. It seemed to be. I mean, I never thought he was going to hit the ground running here like he did after he was winning in the Canary Islands, and now, uh, yeah, maybe he's that type of player. Deeper down the list, betting wise, Bramlett is 140. I'll probably play that with an each way, and then just to back up my TPC statement, I'll probably go KHLE 175 to one. Troy Merritt a buck fifty. Don't hate that. That's actually a good number for Merritt. It's been playing pretty good both sides of the pond. I don't love the travel, but I think this is a fine course for him. Yeah, he had to take a boat back. And he had to go through the Panama Canal to get off in San Diego to take a train to Vegas. I assume that's how he has to travel. It's possible, but I'd rather have him do that than fly uh, like coach. So maybe he did that. <laughs> a nice luxury cruise line. Ricky's 100 to 1. He's the same odds <laughs> as Grio. It's so, so probable. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sh- I have. N- I'm not even going to say anything. All right, at Jazzrez DFS on Twitter, awesomeout.com. You still winning tons in college football. College football has been great. We're going to keep it going. Me and Matt Kajeski each and every week. Uh, not just on the DFS side, doing betting breakdowns each Wednesday. So those are podcasts. You can check them out in, in Thursday VODs. So very very excited for that. Obviously, the NFL uh, is taking over all our lives, but still some room for for Saturday football in my world. I like it. That's my day off. Actually, it's not. I film in the morning, but that's when I spend time with my kids. I respect that. Yeah, I I have no children, so I have to watch all the games. You can come watch my kids and give me a day off. Uh I'm going to watch. I want all these eight TVs so we can watch eight games at once. What you got working up there? Listen, I know you have tons of money, so it's not that expensive to get eight TVs and pay someone to come mount them to your wall. I I know part of that. I, I got someone to mount three TVs to my wall and it was it was actually way easier than I thought it would be. But uh, I want to make maybe I'll just keep adding them. Just make TVs on TVs. Yeah, like I have the big TV in the middle and then we have a bunch of 43s around it. That's the way to do it. Mine looks like Mickey Mouse. I have a big TV and then I've got like two two smaller TVs on the sides just, above. We'll just move those down a little bit, get two more smaller TVs and put two above them. Boom, you got five TVs. Yeah. Easy game. I'm sure May will love that, but that's neither here nor there. You can put one on for golf too. I know that's always the best. You, you get a little, you keep up on the golf. You can watch, watch the ponies, uh, little, little TVG action. Never a bad idea. Like I said, Ben Raza at jazz Raz DFS on Twitter. I'm at the PME. I got 50 millionaire maker tickets for NFL to give away this week. I'll be doing that on Twitter noon eastern on wednesday so if you're not following me there you probably should if you want to get into a draw for a free millie maker ticket who wouldn't want that it's free you can just subscribe to the free newsletter as well in the description that always has promos and bonuses and giveaways plus information and my betting cheat sheet which you probably want to fade but either way you can see what it is if you are subscribed to the newsletter for mayo media network and fantasynational.com slash mayo get you a discount all right good luck in the swing season at the Shriners in Vegas. Talk to Rick if you're there. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. You have experience. Experience.